Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This talk's going to be about the Dreaming City. We saw a lot of different footage and even got some information about it in a little short trailer. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage or follow me on Twitter at say no to rage. My talk's broken into three sections. First, Endgame. Uh, second, The Blind Well. And then lastly, The Raid. So, Let's just firstly talk about Endgame. This is this is kind of unique in in my mind. I don't know if there's ever been something like this. It's an Endgame experience that's sort of like a public space, and it's the largest Endgame experience in Destiny. So this isn't just like another public space like the Dreadnought. There's actually specific things and activities, and probably we won't even be able to go into this place right away. I would think there might be an actual power level gate that you can't go in here right away. Uh, because of the things that are in it. And I love this idea. So we're getting the Tangled Shore as a public space, and then we're also getting the the Dreaming City, which is the, you know this place where there's activities, raid, puzzles, lots of different things. Now, I know they were really big on the puzzles in the Dreadnought whenever it came out. That ended up not being a huge win in my mind. The Dreadnought had some cool things later on that we could do, but initially, I didn't think a lot of the puzzles in the Dreadnought were that great. Uh, and then obviously it had Court of Oryx, but the, uh, the look of the Dreaming City is very, very cool, and I love the idea of having Endgame be more about than just like Raided Nightfall, right? So typically, if you think about Destiny, when you get to the end game, it's Nightfall or Raid. That's it. Now you can run Heroic Strikes, but that usually falls off. And then there's Trials and Iron Banner. But having an actual end game environment is a cool idea. Six months from Vulcan Tank. Welcome back, dude. Thanks for half a year. Uh, typically, alerts are turned off for the short part and long, and then they're on for the long part for Q and A. Uh, sorry about that. So. I, I, this is this is a unique thing, and I'm very excited about that aspect of it. Let's talk about the second thing. The other reason I'm really excited about this is because of the blind well. We've been we've been enjoying Escalation Protocol. Obviously, it, it was a little bit limited in its enjoyment. People were enjoying you know the nine man version, and then they made it easier because it was intended to be a three man activity. I mean, I criticized it from the beginning and said it wasn't a three man activity. And we've been asking for something. We've been asking for a horde mode for a long time. And the the blind well looks to be like a a more classic horde mode. It's more of like just a circle uh, that you kind of have to defend. You know, you're kind of in the middle is when they start. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to have to stay there. But I'm anxious to see if it's a classic horde mode with lots and lots of waves or if it's just predetermined boss encounters like we got in Archon's Forge and the Court of Oryx. They also have your own gear to grind for in this. There are weapons and there are armor pieces that they showed in the trailer. So the Blind Well has its own loot pool, which makes me excited. Anytime an NPC, a planet, or an activity has its own loot pool, I get excited because that's an opportunity for things to chase. I would even like it if they had Blind Well, if the, the activity, if it had perks on it for the activity. I think that could be very, very cool. And it makes me it makes me excited to see them putting more things in there like this. The other thing to consider here is with something like the blind well, how it plays with random roles. 
Random rolls, I said, could have taken content like Escalation Protocol and made it last significantly longer because you wouldn't have been satisfied with the version that you got. Like, if you got the shotgun or the SMG and it wasn't the exact version that you wanted, you would keep playing. And one of the reasons people kind of stopped playing Escalation Protocol is once you had all three weapons, there's literally no reason to go in there and play. So I, I hope, I hope, I know sometimes you get static rolls from the raid, most, if not all, raid weapons, with the exception of some of the variants in King's Fall, they've all been static roll weapons because they're supposed to be, like, in some respect, almost a step down from an exotic. I don't want an environment like Blindwell to have static rolls. We would want to see random rolls there because, again, just like I said with Escalation Protocol, it takes the content further. You're going to keep going. Yes, you got the hand cannon, but you didn't get the version that you wanted and you continue to play. And since it's in a public space, that's good for everybody because it keeps hardcores and casual players in the mix. So you're never sort of short players. Uh, Court of Oryx was in an awkward place on the map, which led to being hard to get in there with people. Um, not, not Court of Oryx, I'm sorry. Court of Oryx wasn't that bad. It was Archon's Forge that was in an awkward place. Court of Oryx required the, you know, the offerings, which kind of slowed things down sometimes, but they, I think they kind of diverted on a better path with Archon's Forge because when people were like, we don't have enough to do it more than once or twice and then we're out. Which, again, didn't have people in the activity then, right? They would do the activity, run out of the offerings, and then they would just leave the area. Once they started making the offerings drop more often in the event itself, it kept more people there. I noticed it was easier to get into an instance of Archon's Forge with other people once they made that change. And I think very similar things could be done here with random rolls. You're going to want to get those those good, good guns. And we did have random rolls in Archon's Forge, and someone might say that didn't really keep people in there. There weren't very good, we- there weren't a ton of great weapons in Archon's Forge, and the, the, the chance for a god roll or a good wall- roll on like the fusion rifle, the difference between the two wasn't that dramatic, and, and fusion rifles weren't that popular. You start putting auto rifles and hand cannons in there with really great perks, just like the shotgun and escalation protocol, and I think you're going to see more people chasing those god rolls than we did in Archon's Forge. Uh, so lastly, let's talk about the raid. We don't know a lot, but we can talk about what little we do know, both from Joe Blackburn, the raid lead, and then the trailer that they put out. They've said it's going to have more bosses than any other raid encounter that we've ever played, which has me very excited after Leviathan. I want a very boss-centric raid. That gets me pretty pumped. Uh, they've also said in this trailer that it's when the nightmare uh, starts, when the nightmare begins or whatever. And it looks like the raid will be taking place in the Ascendant Realm. It also looks like some of the Awoken are harnessing and using Taken powers. So, this looks to be potentially similar to like the Taken King style raid where we go into the Ascendant Realm. We went into the, the Dreadnought but we went into like an alternate version of the Dreadnought and that's kind of where the raid uh, began and that excites me because that means there there's going to be hopefully then some good depth and story tied to it instead of I kind of feel like what we've gotten in some of the raids you know aside from King's Fall is it doesn't feel tied to the story enough Axis yeah the Leviathan and, and Kallus were cool if you kind of did some research but it wasn't really contained in the game's you know drama and that, I think that's important. So hopefully, since it's contained in the Dreaming City, like like it looks like the Ascendant Realm. Also, they say there's an immense creature at the heart of the city that we have to fight at the end. 
that's sort of hinting at the you know the final boss this tells me a couple of things i don't think we're going to be dealing with savathun and i don't think we're going to be dealing with marasav either I think we're going to be dealing with something that's just sort of attached to the Dreaming City and the Awoken, kind of like how Axis kind of came out of nowhere in the Rise of Iron story. I think the same thing could happen here is like there could be an Ahamkara that we deal with or something that is exciting and cool, but not directly tied to the story. I would be more exciting, excited, as I said just a moment ago, if it was tied to the to the drama and to the narrative, if, the, if it was tied to the you know, the antagonist, the way that it was with Oryx. But if we don't get that and we get some gigantic boss fight, that's really exciting too because we haven't had a big, huge boss fight since Oryx. And so if it's just this big, massive creature, I'll be very excited, especially to play a raid like that on PC. The Leviathan raid doesn't really show off the PC uh, frame rate in FOV the way that, you know, Wrath of the Machine or if we could ever play Oryx, the King's Fall raid on PC, that would be a thrilling thing. This, to me, feels like Taken King and Rise of Iron kind of coming together. It's boss-centric, but it's also sounding like it's going to be very large, epic, and dark. So this has me very excited because Wrath of the Machine and King's Fall generally are two of the very favorite or favored raids in the community. Obviously, Vault of Glass is always going to have the nostalgic appeal, but King's Fall and, and, and Wrath of the Machine were always highly praised in the community for being very, very fun and liked raids. So I hope we get something like that, and tons of bosses means tons of loot opportunities so we're going to transition to Q&A you guys can submit questions in chat it's a really nice system that Demins came up with us if you're listening to us on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always tune in live twitch.tv slash say no to rage or follow me on Twitter at say no to rage as with all of my content I appreciate you watching or listening please like share and subscribe